0: You're listening to a sermon on the Mission Ridge Church podcast. Hang around after the message for more information about Mission Ridge Church. Sermon notes for this message or any of our other messages can be found through our website, missionridge.church. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoy
1: So uh, we are continuing our series, our uh, Sabbath series, and uh, uh, Logan and I have presented some ideas, some thoughts. If we've done some preaching. Uh, Jen Bartlett is part of our preaching team, and um, she's been part of that preaching team for a year. Uh, we have Sermon Club. On a weekly basis, and so there's no one person really coming up with, with the sermon. We have a, a number of people that are speaking into that creative process, and Jen's been a part of that for over a year, and she's uh, preached a number of times uh, for us, and I value her heart for the Lord and how God is using her, not only in our church, but within our community. So she's going to be preaching this morning, but to start us off, Marty Solomon's going to kick us off
2: sabbath diaries part three so we talked about these four words we're talking about these four words this idea of stopping and resting and delighting contemplating so first week talked about stopping we said that this idea of stopping has this ability it has this inherent power to tell us a, a narrative or to tell us a story and then that next week we talked about resting And how resting is where you, for me, is where I kind of, that's the space in which I meet God. That's where God tends to meet me, is in that space of resting. I think about delight, and I feel like Sabbath has this inherent in and out rhythm to it, this breathing of, I stop and it speaks to me, and then... I lean in and I find God, and then I step back out, and when I find God in that resting space, I feel like uh, what that does is I I find my delight. Now, notice where I find that delight. I find that delight in, it comes from God and who he is and the story and the narrative that he's telling in the world. This is not a self-indulgent Delight this is not aI want to do what I want so that I can have fun this is a this is a delight that comes from a different kind of place It's a delight that comes from understanding again who God is and what God is doing in the world and the, but it's a delight. make no mistake about it and there's an interesting teaching in the Talmud it 's not necessarily connected with Sabbath I'm pretty sure a Jewish perspective a truly Orthodox Jewish perspective would probably not um, expound on the details of delighting in Sabbath in the same way that I'm going to. But there is a, a Talmudic teaching in the Talmud that says that on judgment day, man is going to have to give an account, listen to this, for every indulgence that he was allowed that he didn't take. That man will have to give an account for every indulgence that he was permitted but did not take because God has a desire for delight. Now, the reason I'm connecting this to Sabbath is partially because of something that Jesus said. This idea that man was not made for Sabbath, but Sabbath for man. Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Now, the way that I interpret that which in some ways probably doesn't ring as true with an Orthodox Jewish mind today. But I understand what Jesus is saying is Sabbath is not the end. Mankind, creation itself, the story that God is telling, that's the end. And Sabbath is a gift. Sabbath is a gift. It's a gift. There is a delight that you and I are invited into in that Sabbath space. So what does this mean for me practically? It means that I'm constantly, and one of the things I've learned about Sabbath, one of, the way, one of the things that I practice in my Sabbath space during Shabbat is that my Sabbath practice is constantly evolving and it is changing. I'm going to call it seasonally. I feel like I go through seasonal. Let's call it Quarterly, About three months at a time, I go through different Sabbath practices on what feels like almost a rotation. So what I mean by that is I might spend three months really focused on rest. I mean, sleeping in till noon, lying around and just resting in the presence of God really having, maybe you might call it a lazy Sabbath, even though I hate that word because it gives a certain connotation to the way that we're using our time. But then at some point that starts to, and 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 in that moment, in that season, that laziness, that rest, that just like, that, just the stopping, it has an ability to speak and it does, it speaks. But then like, I don't know, three months in, it stops speaking to me in the same way. And so I I change. I decide that for the next three months I'm going to get up and I'm gonna spend time with my family and Sabbath becomes a family space which means I'm not sleeping until noon. I'm getting up at nine and I'm we're gonna go out and we're gonna have fun and we're gonna and I love doing this in like the summer, the spring, the fall when you can get out and go have fun do some fun things together as a family and again from an Orthodox perspective, I'm breaking all kinds of talmudic laws and those kind of things but i'm trying to find a space where i can delight and again this is not a self-indulgence this is a reflection on who god isn't and so i do that but then like i don't know three months into it i feel like now i'm spending time with my family out of obligation and that's not a good space and so i change it and then i i might go into a time where it's um I might just ha- I, I might create some me space. I just created family space for a few months. I might spend a few months just creating like me space. I don't know what I'll do. Play video games. Play music. Maybe go do some, go shoot my bow. I don't know. Just go do things that I enjoy doing. Might be during hunting season. But then, like three months into it, like it was. It was doing something, like that delight was telling me the story. It was telling me, Sabbath is about truth-telling. It was telling me the truth of who God is and the story that God's telling in the world. But then like three months in, it starts to feel like it is kind of self-indulgent. And so then I change it. So what I'm constantly doing is I'm changing. I'm doing something for a season. And, and the thing that I'm talking about is delight, I'm finding a way to delight in my Sabbath space. And it's changing, it's evolving as it needs to throughout the seasons so that my delight is not about self-indulgence. I'm finding my delight in the presence of God. And that delight, listen, is telling me the truth about Sabbath. That delight is telling me the truth That Sabbath, Sabbath is about truth-telling. And if our delight is coming from the right place, then our delight, our joy that we find in Sabbath reinforces that truthful narrative. If it's not coming from the right place, it's about self-indulgence, it's about selfishness, it's just about like a selfish joy that doesn't come from something more grounded more true and more real. Hey, I thought this would be my shortest video yet, and here I am, eight minutes in. It's probably a good time to just say Shabbat Shalom.
3: Um, I really love how Marty puts a lot of those things when he talks about how Sabbath is a gift and it's evolving and um, it has seasons to it, because uh, I think that's uh, for in my Sabbath, I've really noticed that. So um, I uh, just want to go over what we have been defining Sabbath as for the last few weeks. Um, Sabbath is a 24-hour period. We choose to set apart, to cease from our regular routines so we can intentionally engage with God, ourselves, and those important to us. Sorry, I hear my weird breath. So Um, yeah, Um, I'm going to pray, and then we will get in. (sighs) Father God, I thank you for Sabbath. I thank you that we have the opportunity to connect in a real and authentic way with you every six days, and we get to enjoy your presence and delight in it, and I just pray that you would use me today, you would use my words, and um, just thank you for each person in this room and on the internet. In Jesus name, Amen. So, as I was writing out this sermon, I was thinking about like why do I Sabbath um, I mean, aside from it being something we we should do and we should delight in um, and I um have always been really good. At doing lots of things, Um, whether it's youth ministry and going to school and working a job, like I've had the ability to multitask and take on a lot. Um, And I can add more and more, like I can fit it all in. Um, I think I kind of hide my workaholicness by doing multiple things. So, (laughs) Um, so. I realized that that is a quick way to burn out, and I have been down that road before, and it's not somewhere I want to go again. And so I was listening to a sermon series through Bridgetown, um, which is a church in Portland, and they talked about Sabbath, and two and a half years ago, I was like, all right, it's time to put this into practice. And so um, since starting the practice of Sabbath, I still do a lot. Uh, But I've realized that I'm willing to make boundaries around it. Like Sabbath is an important 24-hour period, and I want to make sure that I honor that. So I have gotten better about saying no to things and really evaluating what I can and can't do. Um, So that has been super helpful. And then um, Rob's mentioned a couple times that I Sabbath on Friday, and I thought I should explain why, because um, I could Sabbath on Sunday. Um, but pre-COVID, um, pre, even, uh, well, two and a half years ago when I started the Sabbath practice, I was really involved in the church I was going to there. And we did youth ministry on Sunday night, and I was helping on Sunday morning. And so it was a lot of, I was already doing things. And then um, I had this... Thursday night group that I would meet with and Thursday evening I would go and bake something so the girls would have something yummy on Friday morning and then I would drop the girls off at school and I'd have this eight-hour window of being able to not have to be on as a parent and I was like there's my time that's when I get to like, so my Sabbath starts Thursday night and it goes until Friday night. And um, even during COVID, I found that I could still find time to stop and rest and delight and contemplate, um, which has been great. Uh, and I have, I don't have to be as much of a parent during that time. <laughs> um So, as we look at what is Sabbath delight, what does delight look like? um, One of the things I love that Marty said was, Delight is telling me the truth about Sabbath. Um, And when you put it in that context, the possibilities are endless for what delight could be. uh, Because it then becomes this personalized, like, how do I delight in the Lord? How do I find my joy in Him? Um, so maybe you are a foodie and you love making and eating delicious dishes and, or going to a nice restaurant that allows you to partake in somebody's gift of cooking. Um, I really like that one. (laughs) Or maybe you like being in nature and going for walks or hikes or fishing or, If you enjoy reading, like that is your time where you set aside to really enjoy a book. Um, For me, what I found is I really enjoy being able to be in nature during summertime, not so much in the winter. Um, (laughs) and then I also have really found this like unique joy of being creative and trying new things. So I've always been artsy, craftsy, um and own a lot of arts and crafts things. Um, but by having a Sabbath where I can intentionally be creative, it's kind of changed how that looks and it's more of a connection point with God. So whether that's baking something or quilting so I can make a blanket, um, or trying painting, uh, that one didn't go well, but (laughs) it was, it's fine. That's what It's all about is experiencing new things. Um, So (laughs) I really um, enjoy the opportunity to be able to be creative. Um, My friend, Josh Jones, um, he runs Youth for Christ here in town. Uh, A few years ago, he got to go to Israel and experience um, Sabbath over there. Um, and as he was relaying how he, what it was like and how he experienced it, um, he talked about how like every Friday evening they light a candle and they eat a, this delicious meal and then the husbands sing over their wives. Uh, it's called eshet Shael. I, I know I'm butchering it. It's fine. You can look it up, but basically they sing over their wives that they are women of valor and they like sing the song that takes Proverbs 31 and um, they do it in front of their kids. So their kids are experiencing their fathers delighting in their mothers. And um, for my words of affirmation heart, that just goes, Huh, that's awesome. I love it. Um, (laughs) It's the same thing they say every week, but oh, I just think it's Yes, please. That's awesome. Um, (laughs) so I love that that's part of a Sabbath experience. Um, and it so beautifully displays delight. Um, and as I was trying to find a verse and really connect with delight in the word, um, the one that came to mind, which I think we all know is, uh, Psalms 37.4, take delight in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And um, as I was reading through all of the scripture, I'm going to do this so that I can actually. um, It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like dawn. And the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. So uh, as I was reading that, I was like, it's so much cooler in the full context because like, it kind of reminds me of the four words we've been using for Sabbath. Trusting in him, delighting in him, committing everything we do to him and resting in him. Like those key elements of stop and delight and rest and contemplate, they're all there. And it really reminded me that God can do more in six days than I can do in seven. Um, and when I trust him and commit everything that I'm doing to him, it really allows me to say, okay, it's Sabbath. I can enjoy your presence, Lord. Um, and so uh, I can enjoy it and delight in it. Um, and I think I really got to experience that this week. Um, <laughs> Rob and Logan will talk about, well, Rob and Logan, uh, will talk about how um, sometimes Sabbath will roll around and their to-do list is so long that they don't want to stop um, and this week, I have been preparing for a sermon. I'm leaving for Texas for a week tomorrow. Shandea left this morning to go spend the week with my parents. And there was just a lot of things between work and making sure she's ready and making sure I'm ready. And it was crazy. And then preaching a sermon, and I was just like, oh, okay, there's a lot to do. So, like, Thursday at 9 o'clock, I finally, like... I think it was 8.30. I practiced my sermon for the first time and I was like, okay, well, it was 17 minutes. It's super clunky, but it's time to shut the computer and go Sabbath. And so um, I did. And I decided like, I am not opening my computer for the rest of the week or for the next 24 hours. And I'm just going to pray that as I am Sabbathing, God is like working all those things out in the back of my brain. And, uh, he did, uh, he's very good at that. Um, <laughs> so I got to spend my Friday hanging out with Shandaya and connecting with her. And we, got to do fun things. And then she went to work and I got to enjoy some time with the Lord by myself. And um, I decided to go for a walk. Um, Of course, I decided right when there was like, you know, the thunderstorm rolling in, but it's all right. Um, And I was going to just walk around McClay Flats, but instead I walked around the neighborhood of hopefully where we will be um, as a church. And it was I I mean, I've been in that neighborhood before, um, but I've never actually explored it. And it was so cute and it was so fun to delight in it. And like when I saw people's last names, I was like, oh, Lord, bless the the Mickelsons. And I was like, "Hmm, okay. Uh, So (laughs) that was pretty fun to be able to like delight and pray over the neighborhood that hopefully will be impacting in the next year. So um, I really appreciated that time this week. And then um, what I love as well about Sabbath is that not only do I get to delight in God, uh, I get to experience his delight in me. Like I get to slow down enough and spend time in his word and spend time in his creation to where I can be like, oh, God delights in me. And so Genesis one. 1- 31 talks about this. God saw all that he made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning on the sixth day. So when in Genesis it says very good, that means tov mayod. It's Hebrew and it means very good. And uh, in the whole creation story, the only time that God said it was very good is when he created us. And I think every time we Sabbath, we get to remember that God sees us as very good. Um, and when we take time to stop and rest and delight, we are able to remember who we are in him and who we were created to be. And uh, when I take time to be aware of the creation around me, uh, it helps me love God more. Um, and I think that's awesome. Um there's the other side of delight, though, where what if delight doesn't come easy? And what if you're in a hard season? Um, and I have been in one of those seasons for the last year, and I kind of talked about that on Mother's Day. So if you're online and you're like, what the heck are you talking about? Uh, go back to the May 12th sermon. And uh, But essentially, I was cut off from somebody I love very much, one of my foster daughters. And it really created this grief in me that um, losing her was hard. And I didn't cry during first service, and dang it. I was told to slow down and not be Theodore the chipmunk, and I knew that if I did, I was going to tear up. So, Um. (sighs) but over the last year, Sabbath hasn't been filled with delight um, for, uh, part of the season, it was kind of like, am I even Sabbathing? Cause a lot of times I would go home and take a nap or be really angry at God and be like, uh, why did you do this? And I don't have answers and I don't fully understand why things happened the way they did. But, um, and I think my, my delight narrowed a lot. Like I didn't really worship and I didn't really had a hard time concentrating or wanting to be creative, and so I just kind of let God know that I was angry at him, and I'm really grateful that during that time, he can handle it, and his shoulders are big enough that he can be like, okay, thank you for letting me know, and I still love you, and I'm still here with you, and, um, Uh, and I think one of the things that got me through the season, which is so weird because I was doubting God's goodness, but was knowing that no matter what, God was good. Um, I didn't feel like he was good in my life, but, um, facts don't require my approval to be true. Um, and the fact is I can see God in creation and I can see God in my friend's life and I know that he is good. So I may have felt like I was unjustly taken through this circumstance and I hope someday I can look back and be like, oh God, you are good. This is why you did that. Okay. I don't see that now but I can still delight and know that God is good um, and he is faithful and he is worthy of being delighted in. So no matter what season we find ourselves in, whether delight is coming easy and it's all the things that we enjoy or if it's hard and you have to like seek out what you are delighting in, um, know that he is worth delighting in. So I don't know who is passing out communion, but if that person would like to come up and do that. um, (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to move us into our implication time. Um, And we were created for delight. Uh, When I worked at Starbucks, which... As someone who loves coffee, I loved working at Starbucks. Um, I loved being able to get to know people and have their drinks and be like, hey, Bob, here's your white chocolate mocha. Um, I don't know if that's what Bob drinks. That was just a random name I picked. Um, <laughs> but my favorite thing that would happen is when like, I was working drive through and the person would be like, okay, I want to buy the drink behind me. And then the next person was like, I want to buy the drink behind me. And so then you're like 5, 10, 15 cars in, and everybody's buying drinks for the person behind them. And uh, I didn't really, thank you, I didn't get to really like partake in the delight, because I'm not getting free coffee. But I got to watch as other people delighted in that. And it was so fun. And it Reminds me that delight begets delight. Like, as I delight in Shondaya more, she's going to go out and delight in the people around her more. Or, like, the husbands who are delighting in their wives. Like, I'm sure, like, that changes how Sabbath is for those women every week. Like, they might have felt like they are barely making it to Sabbath, and then their husbands sing the song over them and they're like, oh yes, I am loved. I am delighted in. Um, and I I love that. I love that delight kind of like is a ripple effect. Um, and one of our our first next step is have a discipleship conversation this week. What makes delight hard for you in this season? Um, and I've had these conversations a lot over the last like years, you know, just what is hard. And um, I remember as all this stuff was unfolding in the last year, having conversations with Jen because every Friday as part of my Sabbath, I sit down with Jen and we talk and we talk about hard things. And I would just like spend a lot of time crying in Canby because I didn't understand why things happened and she was such a faithful friend to walk through the season of hard with me um and then the next next step is experiment with one way to delight in god yourself and those important to you uh so maybe you find a new way to be creative um Maybe you take up painting and you decide you're never going to show those paintings to anyone. <laughs> um, maybe you decide to learn how to fly fish. Uh, I That's one of the things I want to do with one of my Sabbaths, and it's probably going to be just as ugly as the painting, but uh, it'll be fun, and it'll be a way to be in nature and connect with God, and I'm excited, so... This week, uh, this month, take an experiment with a new way to experience God.
0: Thanks for listening to the Mission Ridge Church Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share if you enjoyed this message. Mission Ridge is a church focused on relational discipleship and located in Missoula, Montana. If you are in the Missoula area, we would love to have you come say hello. For more information about Mission Ridge, connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, or online at missionridge.church. If you would like to partner with us financially, you can give securely online at missionridge.church. We'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for tuning in.